New International Version of the Bible, it says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. Because of this, you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. We have been talking about the power in our lips over the last couple of weeks. And I remember I grew up in Ohio, and in Cleveland there was lots of snow. I remember going to school with a snow waist deep, you know, snow day, what is that? And I remember on one particular day, my mom took us to school, and that's not something that usually happened, but I imagine that the snow was so bad or it was so cold that she felt the need to take us to school. And as we drove, our car hit on some ice, and we flew spinning through uh, somebody's yard. There were trees everywhere, and it seemed to me that every time we would uh, uh, careen towards a tree, my mama would yell, Jesus! And then we would go spinning in another direction. Uh, and as soon as she could get that prayer out, uh, there was another tree. Uh, uh, coming towards us, Jesus! And the car would begin spinning in another direction until it finally stopped. My mouth was dry. Not that I screamed, but it was just gates open in disbelief of what was happening. My mother was so shaken up, she decided that we didn't have to go to school. She wasn't going to work for a little bit. We had to all go home and lay down. It was just too much. And my little sister, she, on the other hand, was having the time of her life. Wee, mommy, do it again, do it again. It was as we were driving home that I told her, we almost died. We do not want to do that again. But the way I remember the story is that every time we were heading towards a tree or the house, my mom would yell, Jesus, and something will happen. I, I just believe that there were angels that were helping us or pulling us or, or spinning us in another direction. It seems like when the, the, the name of the Lord was placed on that thing, the circumstances of that thing began to change. I wonder if that happens only with circumstances. Could it be that when things begin to spin out of control, if we begin to lay the name of God on that thing, then something different may happen? Maybe not just circumstances, but what about people? Have you ever met a person who was spinning out of control? Have you ever uh, experienced uh, 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 something it seemed that their life was in a funnel going down. I wonder what happens if we lay the name of God on them. The Bible just told us that we have a command. What did I say? We're commandment keeping people, amen. We like to uh, uh, do what the word says. And the Bible tells us 
that we don't repay evil with evil. We don't retaliate when people say bad things about us. Instead, the Bible says, we pay them back with a blessing. And the Bible says that when we bless them, we inherit a blessing. Did you all read that in the verse? We just read it, right? So the Bible says that when we bless others, we inherit a blessing. Now, many of you came to church looking for a blessing. But the Bible tells us to bless the Lord. The Bible lets us know that it's not just about us, but as we begin to bless, then our blessing is tied up in blessing others. So we are told to bless others in no uncertain terms. We're told to bless, bless, bless your kids, bless your enemies, bless uh, those who talk about you, those who persecute you, those who do bad things, bless everybody. So instead of talking about people, Instead of getting frustrated with people, instead of getting upset because of what people are doing, instead of getting anxious when you watch people's lives spin out of control, you begin to bless them with your mouth. Lay the Lord's name on them and you will see a change of direction take place in their lives. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 6. And we're going to read verses 22 through 27. Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. Because I know that uh, many of you wouldn't mind blessing someone, but perhaps you don't know how. So let's read this together. We'll all read it from the screen. It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. It says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So the Bible gives us a prescription on how we are to bless others. In the verse we just read, God is actually giving instructions to the priest, Aaron and his sons, and he told them how to sacrifice. He told them how to make the curtains. He told them where they're supposed to wash, how they're supposed to do it. He told them what blend their garments were to be made of. He told them how to consecrate themselves. He told them what to eat and what not to eat. He told them all kinds of stuff, how he wanted them to deal with God, but not only that. He told them how he wanted them to deal with others. The blessing that God was teaching them was a blessing in word. It was activated with their voice, 
And God said, after you do what I tell you by putting my name on them, I'll come behind you and bless you indeed. Has anybody ever gotten a check? Okay, a couple people have gotten a check. And the thing about a check is it has to have somebody's name on it. The amount doesn't even have to be filled in. I'll take a check as long as it's signed. Put your name on it, right? And then you take it to the bank, and the bank will give you money because it is signed, and the person who signs it says that I'm putting my name on this thing, and when it comes around, the money, I will, I'll bless you with the money on it. Do you all understand how checks work? That's kind of the way a God is telling the priest to do. Put my name on the people, and then I will come behind them. You have blessed them in word. I will come behind them and bless them indeed. Now, people spend lots of time and books talking about these simple 15 words. We're going to talk about a little, a little today. And you all, I'm warning you now, you're getting an English lesson. Well, a grammar lesson. Is that all right? Amen. Because there's several characteristics, and I want you all to get the characteristics so that you can bless those around you. Amen. I want people to want to come to your cubicle, not because they get all of the juice of what happened over the weekend, but because when they come to you, they walk away with a blessing. I want people to call you not to tell you what so-and-so was doing and who so-and-so was with, but because they know that you have got power. And when you put the name of the Lord on them, it seems like God comes behind you and blesses them indeed. So there's several characteristics. The first characteristic is that it calls on the name of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. Notice now that even though they are blessing the people, they're talking about the Lord. They're talking about who God is and what he does. And the, the beautiful thing about it is every time we, we see the Lord three times, and each time the accent is different. And scholars kind of believe that one is for the Father, one is for the Son, and one is for the Holy Ghost. This name. It talks about who he is. This name, I mean, it was so special. They didn't even put vowels in it because they didn't want you to say it. This name was so holy that when they copied the scroll, every time they got to this name, they would get a new pen. They would write the name of this great God, then break the pen. Because they didn't want any other raggedy word to be written with such a holy pen. This name. See, 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 see. Uh, uh, God said, put my name on the people. There's power in the name of the Lord. His special name. And God is revealing to the people a new aspect of himself. Because they never heard this name that he's saying. When they say the Lord, now it's something else in Hebrew. 
But since they didn't pronounce it, I'm not going to try either. But this was the first time that he was really uh, sharing this. Exodus chapter 34 verse 5 says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with Moses, and the Lord called out his name. What did it say his name is? Well, in this version it says he called out his name, the Lord. In Exodus chapter 6 verse 3, it said, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. So God is revealing a new thing about himself. And there are many people that we meet day to day who don't know anything about the God that we serve. They, I mean, they know about Christians and they know about church people, but they don't know that the God we serve is gracious, is full of mercy. They don't know that the God we serve is full of power, but he doesn't power trip. He wants to give us some of that power and allow us to live victorious and anointed lives. We have got to share that with them. When people come to us so many times, we're so into the details of their situation that we don't even have time to begin to talk about the Savior. But when God said, he said, when you want to put my name on them, notice he didn't ask, what are you going through? He didn't ask, well, what did she say? Well, what did the latter say? Does it really matter? He began to talk about the Lord, his goodness, his power, his mercy. And the thing about it is, in this blessing, there's several action words or verbs. And each one talks about what God will do for you. So the first part, it talks about who he is, the Lord. And then it talks about what he does. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And every time they talk about one of these words, it's in the imperfect tense. Now some of y'all are like, what is that? I'm going to tell you, don't worry. Imperfect tense means that it started in the past, but it keeps on going. So that means that, oh, I've lived in Moreno Valley for 13 years. That means you moved in 13 years ago, but you still live there now, and looking at the economy, you probably be here a little longer. It's something that started way back when, but continues to go over and over and over. The Lord bless you. Yes, he's blessed you in the past, but the God that we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he's blessing you right now, and he has no plans to stop blessing you. It is continuous action. So the two parts of the blessing, one, you talk about who God is, and two, you talk about what God does. The third principle is that this is a personal and individual blessing. Even though he's talking to the great assembly, it's in the second person singular. Now, what does that mean? I told you you all were getting a grammar lesson today. Now, the second person, some of you who take foreign languages know that second person is what? Familiar, personal, right? And it's singular 
that means he's not talking to every single body. God is talking to you. The Lord is going to bless you. We're not talking about some bulk blessing that folk just throwing out and you hope that by the time they get finished, you could grab let some drops fall on me. No, God has got a shower of blessing for you. It smacks of familiarity. It smacks of personalness. God wants to bless you. It's personal. It's individual. God has something for you. And I know there are some people who are thinking, yeah, God has a blessing for all these church folk. But the way I've lived my life, or the way I feel about God, he probably doesn't have a blessing for me. Just the fact that you're here means that God has a blessing for you. The Bible says in John chapter 7, verse 44, that nobody comes to the Father unless the Father draws him. So when you woke up this morning and thought, maybe I'll go to church, that means the great God Almighty stopped what he was doing and drew you, moved on you just to bless you. God has a blessing just for you. The next characteristic about this thing. In the Hebrew, you can't really see it in the English, but in the Hebrew, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. It expands. It's three lines. The first line has about three words. The next line has a seven, uh, five words, and then the next line has seven words. And so the blessing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it keeps expanding. It keeps expanding. It gets better and better as the days go by. It gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And before you know it, the God that we serve has done exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. He's moved from strength to strength and grace to grace and glory to glory. It keeps getting bigger. Finally, the last characteristic is that it comes from God. You see, the priest bestows the blessing. Well, they pronounce the blessing, but they couldn't bestow the blessing. See, some of us may feel some kind of way about trying to bless people when we're wondering if we're cursed ourselves. The devil is a liar. The Bible says that what God has blessed, nobody can curse. And so uh, sometimes the enemy tries to get in your head and tries to mess with you a little bit so that you will not do what God has asked you to do. God hasn't asked you to bestow a blessing. He asked you to pronounce it, to activate it with your mouth. And then he said that I'll come behind you and bless them indeed. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. And so God has a blessing, and he's going to bring the blessing. And so sometimes we don't want to pray for people who are sick. What, what happens if they don't get healed? It's not your job to heal them. The Bible said if there's anybody sick among you, lay hands on them and pray. It said the prayer of faith will save the sick. And who's going to raise them up? It says the Lord will raise them up. And see, a lot of times we power trip and trip trip.
thinking that maybe I can't do what God has said because what if he doesn't do it? What if, that's not your concern. God said, speak over the people. God said, pray without ceasing. God said, do it and leave the rest up to me. You bless them in word, but that's as far as you can go. That's all God wants you to do. Just put my name on them, and I'll come in behind you and bless them real good. Declare that they are God's property. Speak over them who I am and what I said I would do, and then I'll come behind you and do it. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. I wish you all could see how wonderful this blessing is. The first thing it says, the Lord bless you. This is a word of prosperity. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Blessing means provision. It means health. It means fertility. It means joy. It means quality of life. It means the things money can't buy. These are the things that once they're gone, you'll pay any amount of money to get them back. Jacob said, I won't let you go. Not till you pay my mortgage. Not till you get me in school. Not till I get a new car. Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He wanted a blessing. They understood that a blessing is more than money. They wanted blessing more than they wanted a promotion. They wanted blessing more than they wanted to do well on the job. They wanted blessing more than they wanted another degree because they knew that blessing, the blessing of the Lord was made up of things that would still be intact after the divorce, after the earthquake, after the hurricanes, after the tornadoes, after the bank foreclosed on it, after all these trials and tribulations, the blessing of the Lord will still be intact. The Lord bless you. That spoke of prosperity. Then it said, the Lord bless you and keep you. That's a word of protection. To keep you means to exercise great care over you to guard or protect something that is valuable. You've heard of the gatekeeper? They guard the gate to make sure intruders don't come in. When the enemy came in like a flood, the Lord lifted up a standard against them. No evil shall befall you, nor shall the plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. God said he would rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I don't know about you, but I need God to stand at my door and say, sickness, no, nah, you can't come in here. A poverty, no, you can't come in here. Depression, no, there's no room for you in here. Drama, no, I, 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 we can't have you in here. And then I'll know that if God decides to let something in, that it has been calibrated for what I can bear. It has been calibrated with a divine thermometer. If God lets it in, it's there to make me better. It's there to help me and not to harm me. 
I'll take it if the Lord sends it, but if he didn't send it, then let it pass over. When we lived in San Diego, it wasn't until I came to California that I realized that fires were a season. Who knew that? I mean, I heard of spring and summer and winter, but I never heard of fire season. But I figured that out in San Diego. And in 2003, I remember it well because I was pregnant with Lauren. And we had the wildfires of 2003. And those things ripped through San Diego, and we're all walking around with masks and shirts over our face. We couldn't breathe. And, and since I was pregnant and incapacitated, I remember watching the news about some of the stories that took place. And they showed this story of one of the uh, people whose neighborhood was hit severely. I mean, he felt kind of bad about it, and he did the story kind of sheepishly because his house was not hit. The people in front of him were hit. The people beside and behind them, all of their houses were burned to a crisp. I mean, the cameras spanned around his property line and just saw the charredness. And they said, what is it? Why do you think your house is still here. He said, well, I, I heard that they were evacuating my neighborhood and I couldn't get back to save anything. So I went to the nearest copy shop, whether it was Kinko's or Staples or whatever, and I faxed this prayer, Lord, bless this house and keep all that is in it. He said he sent the prayer to his home fax machine. He showed it to us. Somebody say the Lord bless you and keep you. How many know that God is a keeper? God is a keeper. He dispatched his angels. So you all thought I was up here preaching crazy, huh? I bet you'll do it now. I bet you'll be walking to your mama house and say the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. This is serious because God says when you put my name on it and bless it in word, then I'll come behind and bless it indeed. The Lord bless you and keep you prosperity and protection. The Lord make his face shine upon you. This is a word of presence. One person who knew what it meant to have the presence of God in his life was, was Moses. God's presence shone so much on Moses, the people said, don't come back down here unless you have something on your face. I mean, you're just shining too much. I mean, we like God and all that, but that's really too much. So don't come back down here until you, you put something away. They couldn't stand the beauty of his holiness. But this says, may his face shine upon you so that when people see you, they don't just see Mac. And Mary Kay, but they see the glory of the Lord shining on you. Hello, somebody. May his 
glory. May his face shine upon you. May you feel his presence with you so much so that you hear his voice talk to you, that he wakes you up in the night seasons and guides your feet and gives you direction. May God rub off on you. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, the presence of the Lord. You will show me the path of life. And in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. That's what we need today, grace. That's a word of pardon. Pardon is defined as releasing a person from punishment. It's making them exempt from penalty. And that's what God has done for us. He's offered us grace. He's offered us something to clean up our mess up. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace that is greater than all our sin. And be gracious unto you, pardon. The next part of the verse says, the Lord lift his countenance upon you. That's preference. God will look at you, that God would take notice of you, that God would give you his attention, that's preference. Now, if there was one thing you didn't want, and you didn't want him to turn his face from you, because that meant rejection. If he set his face against you, then that meant destruction. But if he set his face or countenance upon you, that meant favor. That meant preference. That meant that if things were bad, all was not lost because you still had favor. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Help is on the way if you have his countenance. And when the Hebrews read this, this is what I like, because uh, some versions say that he would lift his countenance upon you. And, 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 and what they had in mind was a father picking up his son and holding him above him and lifting his countenance, uh, scooping him up from all the earthly cares and lifting his countenance, having him above him and, and blessing him. That's favor, that's preference, that's personal. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. The Hebrew word for that is shalom. Peace. And this is not just the absence of war, but rather this is spiritual maturity. This is health, completeness, and well-being. This is a state of fulfillment that results from God's presence. This means that no matter what kind of stuff is going on on the outside, it is well with my soul. You will keep him in perfect peace because his mind is staying on you because he trusts in you. 
Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. This is a side effect of being in his presence. Peace. A peace that passes all understanding. When everybody else is losing their mind, they want to know, well, why you ain't mad? Because I've got a peace that passes all understanding. Why you not losing your mind? Because I don't have to trip over that kind of stuff. Why aren't you more upset? Because I am in his presence and I've got peace. The God that we serve is willing to unleash all that we stand in need of. Prosperity, protection, his presence, his pardon, his preference, and his peace. This is what we stand in need of, amen? But not only us. There's a whole world out there that stands in need of this blessing. And the Bible tells us, no, the Bible commands us to bless. But what about the people who I don't particularly like? What about the people who have done me wrong? What about, bless those who curse you. Bless those who despitefully use you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who get in your face and cuss you out. Bless those who trying to take your job. Bless those who trying to take your man. Bless those who act a fool. Bless those. Ain't that what the word said? We're not just commanded to speak life over ourselves, but we are to speak life to bless others. Now granted this verse is for the priests on how to bless the parishioners. They were to bless them in word and God would come and bless them indeed. This is a principle that God has set up and has been honoring ever since and when we turn to the New Testament we see that the role of the priest has been expanded. 1 Peter 2, 5, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are a holy priesthood. The Bible says that we are to proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. So now the priesthood isn't just the tribe of Levi, but we have a priesthood of all believers, all of God's people who have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light are called to be priests. And one of the duties of the priest is to bless those around us. And the church said, and all the priests said, Amen and amen. So how do we do it as the musicians begin to play? We bless those around us. We bless our neighbors, our near ones. We begin to speak life over them. We begin to bless them. And remember, this is not a prayer. Because in a prayer, you talk to God about the people. But in this blessing, you begin to talk to the people about God. It's not a lecture either. Notice the great God Almighty, who is wisdom and truth. He accomplished this whole thing with 15 words. 
So even as we bless others, we don't have to give a long discourse and dissertation. As a matter of fact, we can use God's word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. You can begin to talk to the people around you. When you see people in the store that are looking down, ask him, can I just be a blessing to you? I just want to bless in the name of Jesus. Our mighty God is going to bless you. He will comfort you and be the lifter of your head. The creator of the universe, the author of your purpose. He began a good work in you and he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The God of righteousness will abundantly pardon and cleanse you. You will forget the shame of your youth. God will raise you up to be a mighty woman or man of God. You begin to declare who God is and what he said he is going to do. You begin to claim people as God's property. This is God's property. Lay, lay God's name on them. You bless them in word, and God will come behind and bless them in now, I'm going to give you all an assignment. The call to action today is I want to know, is there somebody who is willing to bless at least three people between now and next week? If that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. I mean, all these people in here and in the overflow, you all can knock that out in the next 10 minutes. But you are committing that you are going to bless at least three people between now and next week. Perhaps there is somebody here who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And you want to experience the blessing of God. God will give you the peace of God. God will give you the blessing of God. Imagine how wonderful your life will be when you know that the God of the universe is on your side. Imagine how wonderful your life will be when you don't have to worry about your past and you get a brand new future. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Praise the Lord, I see you in the back row. Is there someone else? Praise the Lord, I see you in the front. Raise your hand. The elders are going to put a card in your hand. Just fill it out and give it back to them. Somebody else, raise your hand. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless you in this place. Father, you see the people who are standing because they want to be a blessing to at least three people. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would gear them up for their divine assignment and that you would allow them, oh God, to bless people in word and then you come behind them and bless them in deed. Lord, there are many who have raised their hand to accept you as their Lord and Savior. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would cleanse them 
of their past and secure for them a new future. Oh God, we bless you in this place. And as priests over this house, I bless each and every person in this building, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you would bless them and keep them, that you would allow your face to shine upon them, oh God. Be gracious unto them. Lift up your countenance upon them, oh God, and give them peace. And that same blessing that you've given them, help them to disperse it to all they meet. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen.